Here in Hong Kong, uh, 55,000 cases today. Uh, these restrictions, the threat of lockdown. How do you respond to that? Uh, I mean, we've seen some good responses, of course, people trying to help those who are stuck or who are poor. Uh, but I see two main responses as I interact with people. Um, there, there's fear and anxiety, right? People are afraid of COVID, uh, afraid of dying, or afraid of quarantine, afraid of being separated from their family. Uh, other people, well, a lot of anger and complaining. Uh, why wasn't Hong Kong more prepared for this? Uh, or there's just too many restrictions. I don't know on what side you fall. But I think Ash Wednesday will really be what we need to put this in perspective. Uh, it can give us a, a biblical perspective that helps us respond rightly at this time and actually uh, in some ways lift our spirits. Because where, how do we understand this in the Bible? Well, the Bible writers, when they're having a difficult time, like in the exile, they went back to Moses. They went back a thousand years in time to Moses, right? We read Psalm 90, it's a prayer of Moses, the man of God. And I think Moses is a great help. If you especially think about what he had to go through. And maybe, I don't know how you feel about being stuck at home for a few weeks, not allowed to go out. Well, think of Moses. Uh, he was stuck in the desert and he was not allowed to go into the promised land. Uh, he was, that was not just a few weeks, right? 40 years he was stuck there. And he had left Egypt with Israel, 600,000 men, plus women, plus children, and nearly 2 million people. But, yeah, because of their sin, they had to stay in the desert, and all the adults were forced to die uh, there. And the children, well, they had to wait 40 years before they could go in. Now, just imagine the demographics of Israel. Here is Moses, 120 years old. And then there's two 80-year-olds, Joshua and Caleb. And everyone else is young because all the people in between, well, they've died, uh, buried in the wilderness. Uh, the people Moses came out of Egypt with, the, the elders, the heads of the tribes, the, his fellow judges, uh, the workmen who built the tabernacle, all dead and the living stuck in the desert. I don't know how you would feel at that time. I guess we have the questions we have now, right? Uh, why is God letting this happen? Why do I have to endure this? And that's when he wrote this psalm. And as Moses looks to God and looks to people, well, he, he tells us the truth uh, about suffering, the truth about death. Uh, it's not the whole picture, but such an important part of the picture. And that is, well, it's very simple. Death is, well, it's brought by God, right? Uh, verse 3, you turn... Yeah. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. Uh, back in the Garden of Eden, yeah, that was what Adam was told. Um, yeah, you, you, you are dust, to dust you will return. Uh, verse 5, you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are the new grass of the morning. And this is the problem. Death, it's, it's not something natural, it's not a coincidence, it's theological. This is God bringing this. And, and why, uh, why death, why the, the trouble and sorrow, right? Verse 7 to verse 10, uh, our days are 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow. Why? Well, that is because God has a problem with us.
Uh, we are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. All our days pass away under your wrath. Uh, we finish our years with a moan. Uh, you can hear the words wrath, anger, indignation, uh, God's hostility to evil. Uh, the evil, well, uh, that is us and our hearts. Right? Verse 8, you have set our iniquities before you, our, our secret sins in the light of your presence. Uh, the sins that we know, our iniquities that we commit deliberately, uh, that we just can't help ourselves, but also our secret sins, the sins that we are, are not even aware of. You know, even when for every sin we know, there must be so many sins that we don't even know about. Uh, how sinful we are. And maybe we blame Adam for what he did, but actually, if we look at ourselves, right, this is what we deserve. Anger, wrath, indignation. Now, I'm, I'm not saying, the Bible makes very clear, there's not a one-to-one -one relationship, right? Yes, sin brings death, but it's not that everyone who dies, well, it's exactly for their sin. It's not that at the moment here in Hong Kong, it's the elderly who are the most sinful. Not at all. It's not that in the world, it's the Ukrainians who are the most sinful. No, Jesus debunks that. That's not the case. No, we have a world in sin and therefore a world in the shadow of death. But ultimately, that is what is happening. Why are we having such a tough time? Why are there people dying? Why is there a virus? Why are people locked up? It is sin. Every person dying and suffering is because we are sinners living under judgment. The world is such a mess, and not just because we make a mess of it ourselves, no. This is what God has brought upon us, because it's what our sins deserve. And, and we just don't think about that, right? How often have we thought about that as we, as we complain, as we are afraid that actually this is from God? As verse 11 says, If only we knew the power of your anger, if only we understood our sin, if only we understood you know, God's holiness, and if, if we understood what's going on, then, well, we would be wise. And then, well, teach us to number our days, that we may garner a heart of wisdom. If we just know that we're going to die, if we remember our sin, uh, our secret sins, then we know what we deserve. Now, it's always good to confess our sin, it's always good to repent, but actually, especially at this time, I think this is what we need. I think this is what we need to, to make it through. But this sounds so somber, right? Surely we need a, a cheerful message at this time? Well, I hope if we understand this, it will make us cheerful. It will make us thankful. Because right now, many of us, well, we're just angry and frustrated. Uh, we feel like a victim of injustice. Right? I'm entitled to a normal life. I'm entitled to my freedom. I'm entitled to meet with other people without a mask. I'm entitled to go outside and not get infected. We're so down and depressed because of the injustice against us. That's how we feel. Is it really injustice? Do we really want justice? Moses does not want justice. His prayer is, well, relent, Lord. How long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. We are not victims. I'm not a victim. I need mercy, pity. If I really knew my sin, well, then this is what I deserve. In fact, 
life is a lot more than what I deserve. Right? A few weeks locked up, you know, in a comfortable home with your loving family. Is that really so terrible? Is that so unjust, undeserved? Actually, I should be locked up for all eternity in hell on my own. That is what I deserve if I get justice. You know, and the lockdown and mass testing and catching COVID, it, it's so small, so tiny, just a tiny shadow. Why would I be so upset about that? Now, if we knew how sinful and how unworthy we are, if we knew how holy God is, well, we would be humble, we would be content, we would be thankful that actually God is not treating us as our sins deserve. I'm going to do this again for Lent. Uh, I hope when you ask me, how are you doing? How's your day? I'm going to do what uh, C.J. Mahaney recommends. Actually, it's a lot better than I deserve. Can you do that this Lent? Can you reflect on what you really deserve so that actually we can be more thankful? That is what reflecting on our sin will do. And, and not just contentment. Reflecting on our sin, reflecting on, well, God's agency in the suffering and death, it should give us hope. But it seems so strange, right, because sin and judgment seem so hopeless here in this psalm. It's so unavoidable, right? No one has ever avoided death. I mean, people are still trying to avoid COVID. It's getting harder and harder. You can't avoid death. And yet this psalm is so hopeful, right? Here is Moses, and he says, you know, show us your steadfast love. Make us glad. Give us joy. Why does he do that? Well, in whose hands are we? That is the question, right? The more we see God as the one behind what we're going through, well, we are in his hands. If it was all nature, if it was all just chance, what hope is there of change? If we are in the hands of men and policies, what, what hope is there? Right? What, what can people do without power? Now, I'm reminded of David's words. When, when he sinned and faced judgment, let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. But do not let me fall into human hands. And ultimately, our death is in God's hands. And if it's in God's hands, if he's the one who brought it, he can take it away. If he's brought a curse, he can save us from it. Because he is so great and merciful. And that is what Moses prays. He prays, Lord, save us. Um, verse 16, may your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. Uh, show us your glory in, in rescuing us. And if you started the Lent campaign today, the One campaign, and you were in John chapter 1, you've seen that, right? How is God showing his glory? Well... Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. A glory that was fully revealed as he died on the cross for our sins, to give us eternal life, to give us hope. And meditating on our sin and death will make Easter so much better, so much sweeter, because we know it's, it's, our, it's our hope. Right? The more we see God, the more we have hope. So may this Lent be a season yeah, of repentance, of reflection, reflecting on our coming death. Because then when we get to Easter, 
well, it will be the most joyful celebration. Let's pray. Our Father, these are very sobering matters. But it's the truth from your word. And we pray that it would work in our hearts. Uh, the more we see ourselves rightly before you, uh, the more we fall silent, the more we uh, trust you, the more we can accept you, uh, the truth, that what's happening. Father, would do this in us. Help us reflect this season of Lent. Would it be a meaningful time of spiritual growth as we see more and more ourselves uh, in the light of your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen.